And we are live. How's everybody doing on Facebook? Hello, hello. I'm gonna give it a few minutes just in case people want to join. Hope everybody has had a great week thus far because I definitely can say that I have. And happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Yep, it's the same. Hopefully it's spamming my friends, letting them know that we are live and giving them the opportunity to accept and watch or reject it. We have a great topic coming tonight. That we do. All right, so basically our message tonight is about being born again. Jesus told us that we must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. But a lot of people don't know exactly what being born again is. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean when Jesus said, be born again of the water and of the spirit? And that's what we're trying to make clear to you guys tonight. We're trying to help you guys at least get on the right path to understanding what Jesus is actually saying. So if you want to start, we can go ahead and get started. Yes, sir. Without further ado, we won't prolong it very long uh, because it is a very... Um, extensive topic. It's very lengthy uh, to do all this reading. So I encourage anyone who's uh, really curious about what the scriptures say, definitely jot these scriptures down or go back through uh, and rewatch it. Um, definitely ask us any questions that you don't really understand. And I will do my best to find whatever scriptures will fit best. Um, to start off, I want to start in 1 Corinthians 15, and we'll start with verse 21. 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 21. For since by man came death, by man also by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even that so... In Christ shall all be made alive. So from the beginning, it says, For since by man came death. Talking about Adam here. In the beginning, God told Adam to not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so, obviously, we know the story. He did it. And so through Adam came death. Uh, God told him, The day you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. And so... He wasn't only talking about a physical death. He was talking physical. He was also talking a spiritual death. That's where we have hell coming into play. That's just, that's nothing but a spiritual death. So, Adam brought death into the world. Eve played the part as well. Adam brought death into the world because he disobeyed God. So, in verse 22, for as in Adam all die. We don't want to die. When the doctor tells us, oh, you have this terminally, excuse me, this uh, disease that's going to cause you to die, we say, man, is there any way I can take some type of medicine or get some kind of shot? I want to do something so I don't die. We start eating better. We start exercising. We start doing whatever we can to not die. We don't want to die. There's a fear of the unknown there. And so, for as in Adam, all die. Adam is the reason that we are all born into sin. Uh, in one place it says the wages of sin is death. So once he sinned, death entered into the human race. So every single child since then 
has been born into sin. So that includes you and I and Melvin also. All of us are in sin. So we have to get out of Adam and over into Jesus. Now that's, that's spiritual talk there. You won't be able to look at that from the carnal mind. So if you stay in Adam, you're going to die. Jesus talked about this, and we're going to go to the book of John, because Jesus talked about this because Jesus said you had to be born again. Now, a lot of times, uh, John, the third chapter, uh, we're going to start with verse 1. A lot of times people say, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Uh, but we have to be born again. And so Jesus brings that up to the man Nicodemus, which we'll read in a second. Uh, so let's get that in verse 1. John chapter 3 and verse 1. There is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. All right. So Nicodemus is a Pharisee. If you know anything, if I got any biblical scholars out there, Pharisees were people. You know that Pharisees were people that studied the law. They studied the law of Moses. So they knew scripture from the Old Testament. So Nicodemus, it says he was a ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus at night and said, look, rabbi. Rabbi just means teacher. He said, we know. He confessed and told on some of the other people that didn't come. He said, we know that you are a teacher that came from God because there is no way in the world that you can do all these miracles you're doing unless God is with you. So now that's plain to see. I mean, we know Jesus raised people from the dead. He healed the sick. He opened blind's eyes. He uh, took people up that couldn't walk and allowed them allowed their uh, knees to have strength in them. So we know, we know Jesus did some miraculous things. And so this man comes to him, Nicodemus said, look, all we know is that you came from God. You had to. Now Jesus gets to the point here in verse 3. Read verse 3 for us, Melvin. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Glory to God. So, Jesus says, except, so unless a man is born again, now this covers men and uh, women and men, unless a man is born again, except a man is born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, have you ever talked to someone and they say, I just don't see what you're saying? That happens all the time. You might be trying to explain physics or chemistry or whatever subject it is that you specialize in. And the other person, they don't specialize in it. And they say, I just can't see what you're saying. Jesus is saying the same thing here. He said, except a man is born again, he can't even see the kingdom of God. Now, how we expect to get there? He said we can't even understand it. Yeah. And that's what we have a lot of today. We truly don't even understand the kingdom of God. So he said you had to be born again. So Nicodemus, this man, he, he accepts what Jesus said. He wants to find out how do I do this. Look at verse 4. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? 
can he enter the second time into his mother's womb this and man, be born? This man is serious. This man is serious. A lot of us today, we're not serious about God. God told us to do very specific things. We put that to the back burner. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus said, we already been born, man. How can we do that over again? He said, can I go back inside my mother's womb? Now, Jesus is going to say the same thing again, but he's going to explain it a little bit more. Read verse 5 for us. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, the first time Jesus said, except a man is born again, he cannot see, he can't understand it. This time he said, the man, he can't even enter. You will not be able to enter into God's kingdom. Now, we all want to get into heaven. We all want to get into God's kingdom. But Jesus here, now, look who said that. Re read that first, read, uh, read that again, Mel. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Hold on, hold on. Jesus answered, I say unto thee. So now, I want us to get this straight from the beginning. Tony didn't say this. Melvin did not say this. Uh, Jesus said this. He said, I say unto thee. I'm saying this to you. Except you are born again of water and spirit, you can't enter. So that's what we are here for is to tell you the words that you should know if you plan to enter into God's kingdom. If you plan on making heaven your home, if you want your pie in the sky, you need to know what we are about to tell you. Because Jesus said this, Tony had nothing to do with this. Tony is the messenger of Jesus. So I already know, <laughs> glory to God, I already know people are going to be upset because I've talked to many people about this before. And you think, you think I'm persecuting a person <laughs> the way people get upset about the scriptures. We find out just how much we truly don't want to do what God said do. So here he says, you must do this. Uh, he's going to say it in verse 7, uh, but we, we haven't made it there yet. But so he says, except a man be born of water, spirit. Water, spirit. Notice he takes this physical thing and turns it into a spiritual thing. When we first came into this world, we were born through the water. In our mother's womb, we sat in nothing but water. When a mother is about to have a baby, notice what they say. They say, her water broke. That's what they say. Jesus said, you must be born again. In verse 3, he said, you must be born again. So we obviously know the first time you came, it was through the water. So if you have to do it again, you have to go through the water. Then he also said, you must be born of water and spirit. So we'll get to the spirit part later. Uh, read, read verse 6, Mel. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. So he said in 6, look, we're not talking about the first birth again. That which is flesh is flesh. That's the first birth. We know you came in through your mother's womb. You came out uh, crying and doing all these sorts of things when you were born the first time. You, we know the water broke the first time. 
We're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about the spiritual birth. That's why you have to get out of Adam into Jesus. You have to be born again spiritually. Now, this is some hard stuff to comprehend. Uh, I know I struggled for a while trying to understand these things. But Jesus said, if you do it, you'll understand it. That's why he said in verse 3, he says, you must be born again, and then you can see it. You must be born again first. So in verse 7, he said, marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Don't get upset. Don't get bent out of shape. Don't want to fight somebody. Don't want to persecute them. Don't want to kill them. You must do it. Jesus said that. That's written in red letters. That's written in blood. Jesus said you must be born again. He didn't tell us to do anything hard. But you would think this is the hardest thing in the world because people reject it every single day. They said, no, it don't take all that. I don't have to do all of that. You mean to tell me I got to do it? Because I'm going to tell you what the water is and what the spirit is. The water here is water baptism. Now, we know that because I'm going to go through the scriptures and show you that's what he was talking about. I'm going to let the scriptures speak for themselves. Jesus himself was water baptized. Let, let's get that. Jesus practiced what he preached. Let's get uh, Matthew. Matthew, the third chapter. Jesus practiced what he preached. Matthew, the third chapter, and we'll start with verse 13. Because some people out there are going to say Jesus did not have to be baptized. He did. Because Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter. Except a man is born again of water and spirit, he cannot enter. So Jesus was a man. He had to do, he had to practice what he was preaching. Because in that case, it has no credibility what he was saying. Read, uh, we'll start with verse 13. We're going to see that Jesus practiced what he preached. Water and spirit, water baptism, and filling of the Holy Ghost. That's two separate things. I want to make that clear. Water baptism and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Two separate things, water and spirit. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Hold on. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River. I don't know how far it was, but Jesus made a journey just to do that. He made a journey from Galilee to Jordan. I, like I said, I don't know how far that was. But he made the journey just to be baptized. It says it plainly, to be baptized of John, of him. Plain. That's plain English there. It don't take any interpretation for that. Read verse 14. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. So John, John recognized who Jesus was. He said, hold on, man. I need to come to you to be baptized because that's who we need to go to today. Water baptism in the name of Jesus. That's who we need to go to today for baptism. So Look at what Jesus said to him, though. And Jesus answering in verse 15, and Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh 
us to fulfill our righteousness. Righteousness, He said, we have to do this. Just suffer it to be so, John. Just, just do this because we have to fulfill the right way. We got to do this right. We have to do this, John. We have to fulfill the scripture. Uh, in one place he said the scripture cannot be broken. What Jesus said in John 3, 3 and John 3, 5, it had to be fulfilled. He said, unless a man, excuse me, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Except a man be born again of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. So in order for Jesus to get back home, he had to be baptized of the water and spirit. Now we're going to see that in verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a, like a dove and light, lighting upon him. Right here, he was water baptized and straightway out of the water. Straightway out of the water. He went down to the Jordan River, got baptized in the water, came up out the water. And so tell me why. Now that, that now that settles it, and I can go to I can go into that uh, in more detail. But that settles it. Uh, sprinkling that's completely out. That's not what we see occur here in Ephesians four and five. I'm not gonna go there. Look it up. It says there's one Lord and one faith and one baptism. It's only one way to baptize. Only one way. Jesus went down in the water and came straightway up out of the water. So he didn't go out to the Jordan River for John to scoop some water up with his hands and rub, pour on his head. They could have did that anywhere. John was baptizing in the river so people can fully be immersed in the water. But uh, we can clear that up and go to another place if anybody would like to a little bit later. But so here he was baptized in the water. Jesus said you must be born again of water. We just seen that. He practiced what he preached. So he went down in the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Water and Spirit. He got both of them right there. Water and Spirit. They're two different things now. Two different things. He just got both of them. And uh, we can read verse 17 uh, as well. Just finish that chapter off. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So we got Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three and one right there. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying not to go too deep into the whole Trinity thing, uh, because that, that's, that's a completely whole different topic. But, so you must do these things. Jesus himself did it. But I know people are going to say, you don't have to do that. But I didn't say it. Once again, Jesus said, I say unto thee. Uh, in verse 7 uh, in John 3, he said, marvel not that I say unto thee, you must do it. Now, Jesus said that. Jesus said, you must do it. Not toning. So let's go to the book of Acts. Let's see the actions of the apostles. Let's see how they acted. Let's see if they thought we should do it. Because I say it all the time, I've never seen Jesus in the flesh. I've never been able to touch Jesus. I never sat there and had a conversation with Jesus, asked him how his day going. I never had a chance to do that. 
but the 12 apostles have. So let's see what these men said. Let's see what they said. Uh, let's go to the book of Acts. Uh, actually, while I'm in John, go back to John for a second. Let's uh, let let's tackle verse eight. No, uh, John chapter. Uh, chapter three. I'm sorry. Chapter three and verse eight. And uh, let me let me let me tackle verse eight right quick. John chapter three and verse eight. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Now, that may seem like a very intimidating scripture. And it seems like we don't know what is going on in this verse. But that's what, the, that's what I'm here for. So, <clears throat> it says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. It's really simple here. He said the wind goes where it wants to go. He's comparing the wind to the spirit. He just told us you had to be born of water and spirit. Now the water is self-explanatory. The water is not that complicated to understand. He didn't have to break down the water. And in fact, if you go down to verse 22 and 23, you'll see, we're not going to go there, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't plan on reading it, but if you look at 22 and 23, you'll see uh, John was baptizing, and Jesus also went down and baptized his 12. And you'll also find that uh, in, in chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2. Uh, but I'm not going to go there, but the water part is pretty self-explanatory. That's just water baptism. But now the receiving of the Spirit, Jesus had to go in and explain that a little bit more. Because people had not yet begin, began to receive the Holy Ghost. So in verse 8, he says, the wind blows where it wants to blow. <laughs> Glory to God. You cannot see the wind. Now, people, somebody tried to argue me down. Man, people say anything. You cannot see the wind. If you can see the wind, I don't know what kind of eyes you have. <laughs> you got x-ray vision. You got beyond x-ray vision. Uh you can't see the wind. The only, the only thing that you will uh, be able to tell about the wind, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear the sound it makes. Now, obviously, you can feel the wind. Uh, but the point here is that Jesus brings up, you can't, see, you can't see the wind. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know where it came from. I mean, we didn't got smart and we say, oh, I, I see it's the north wind. I, look, <laughs> we don't know where that particular wind came from and where it's going to go. It can change directions in a split second. But he said, thou hearest the sound thereof. You're going to hear the sound. We know when the wind blows off of uh, leaves, you can take leaves. The wind hits the leaves, you hear a sound. So, he says, so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. So he said, look, when you're born of the Spirit, you will hear a sound. Birth only happens one time. Birth happens one time. When you're born of the water, let's take it back to natural birth again for a second. When a baby is about to come in the world, like I said earlier, people say the water broke. That baby will come out of the water. Now, we got that part covered. Now, the spiritual side of it. 
you know that baby is alive when it comes out of the mother's womb and it makes a sound. That baby's gonna come out crying. It's going to make a sound when it's born. So, Jesus saying here, it's the same way. Glory to God. When you receive the Holy Ghost for the first time, when you're born of the Spirit. That's what he said. Look at verse 8 again at the end. He said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Now, let's go to Acts. Because somebody's going to say, no, when I received the Holy Ghost, I shook the preacher's hand. Somebody's going to say, well, they told me to repeat after him and make this uh, confession of my faith. Say, Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Savior. That's good. That's all good. But that is not the end of it. That is not what Jesus said in the scripture. And if you don't believe me, let's go and see what the book says. Are you going to argue with the same very scriptures that we claim to follow? Are we going to argue with them? Let's see what the scripture says in the book of Acts. So Jesus had told them in chapter 1, I'm not going to go there because we got so much ground to cover if God permits. In chapter 1, he had told them already to go and wait for the promise of the Holy Ghost. Jesus told them to do this. They already got baptized. <coughs> like I said, that's in the book of John, chapter 3 and chapter 4 at the beginning. You can go back and read that later if you please. They had already had part of uh, the qualifications that Jesus said must be met. They had the water. Now, these people needed the Spirit. If you go into chapter 1, like I said, we're not going there, but you'll find in verse 15 that there were 120 people, and they're going to stand up, uh, Peter, and tell you all the names of uh, the apostles that were there. He didn't name all the other people, but he even said Jesus' own mother Mary was there. So people, for those that are so in love with Mary, she had to go and get the same thing the rest of us had to do. So anyways, let's go to chapter 2 and verse 1. We're going to see the apostles here. I'm sorry. The apostles are here as, as well as the 120 to receive the Spirit. Jesus told them you had to be born of it. We're going to see their receiving of the Spirit right here. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And suddenly, and suddenly, Jesus said, the wind blows where it wants to blow. Uh, you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going. And suddenly, and suddenly, it happened out of nowhere. And suddenly, there came a sound. You hear the sound. There came a sound, but this sound came from heaven. That's what's different here. Jesus told us when the wind blows, you can hear the sound. Now this wind came from heaven. Look at this, as of a rushing mighty wind. This is the same exact stuff. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. <laughs> this is the same, it's, it's never a coincidence with God. It's incredible when you finally have understanding of the scriptures. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. 
he compares, he uses that same wind again. He uses that same comparison to show us and explain to us what's going on here. So read verse 3, because there was a sound here. Go ahead, Mel. I'm sorry. Acts 2 and verse 3, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm. So there appeared unto them cloven tongues. They, they had split tongues. Now we're going to see. They're going to tell us. I don't have to do no interpretation. They're going to tell us what the sounds were in verse 4. And began to speak with other tongues. That's all the sound was. Nobody there seen the Spirit of God. They didn't see the Spirit. But they heard the Spirit. They heard the Spirit. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all filled. Everyone there, the whole 120, all of them got this same Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit allowed them to do it. Now that's the Spirit. The Spirit, the same thing Jesus said, be born again of water, Spirit. Now we see Spirit right here. Like I said earlier, you can relate this back to a baby being born. When that baby is born into the world, when it comes out of that water, when it comes out of the mother's womb, it makes a sound. Now here we hear, we see another sound. This sound allows us to know that these people have received the spirit and they have been born. They have been born again. It happened the first time. I've been born again. Melvin's been born again. This is something that happens every single day. People are still being born again. And God has somebody out there right now that is still, they're going to hear this message and they're going to get curious. Now, a lot of people, y'all not going to even care. And this ain't even for you. This is for those that are curious and they're going to take it serious because they actually want to be saved. Now, this is the book. This is scripture. Let's go <coughs> to Acts 2.37, uh, 36, because I'm not going to read that either, uh, the rest of this chapter. But if you do some reading for yourself in this chapter, you'll see uh, people are confused with what just happened. I mean, imagine 120 people speaking in tongues. Everybody may not have even heard of speaking in tongues, but 120 people spoke in tongues here. And these people got really confused. Some of them said, man, these people are drunk. Uh, that's in verse uh, 13. People start mocking them, making fun of them, saying, man, these folks drunk. <laughs> they, these folks been drinking too much. That's all it is. <laughs> Peter had to stand up and tell them, hold on now. That's not what happened. Peter stood up and he told them, God just poured out his spirit. He said a prophecy was just fulfilled. Uh, in verse 17 but like I said I'm not going to go to all that so he's talking to these people let's, let's read verse 36 Peter is still talking here in verse 36 Acts 2 and verse 36 therefore let all of the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ God made him that God made Jesus who they had crucified both Lord and Christ and I'm not going to even get into all that and 30, read verse 37 for us, Mel. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, 
What shall we do? What shall we do? These people recognized that they were not in the place with God that they should have been. So look at who they asked. They went back to Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Not just Peter. It was all 11 of them because Judas had already uh, killed himself. All 11 of them standing right there. They said unto them, what should we do? We want to get on the right track. We want to be saved. What shall we do? Now, people today say, you don't have to do a single thing. Or, or they say, look, just come to the front of the church, shake my hand, and look, Jesus has just entered into your heart. You just received the Holy Spirit right there. That's not what the book is going to say, though. Let's see what Peter said. Now, like I said earlier, I've never seen Jesus I've never, I've never talked to Jesus in the flesh. I've never sat down and had lunch with Jesus. Peter has. The rest of the apostles, they have. Jesus broke bread for them. Jesus washed their feet. I didn't have that type of communication with Jesus the way that they did in the flesh. So let's see what they said. The same people that wrote the scriptures that we read, let's see what they said. What should we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the exact same thing. That's the exact same thing Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 3 and verse 5. He said the exact same thing. Jesus said, receive, uh, you must be born again of water, spirit. He said you have to be water baptized and filled with the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Look at what Peter said. He said, repent, have a change of heart, recognize your wrongs, change your actions. That's what repentance is. Not just talk. Repentance is actually actions along with being sorry. Because you're not truly sorry if you just continue to do the same thing. But anyways, and be baptized. He said, be born again of water. Be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, he told us the name. We don't have to argue over Father, Son, Holy Ghost because he tells us what the name is right there. Peter talked to Jesus. I never talked to him like that. They sat face to face with Jesus. Peter said, and the rest of the apostles. It wasn't just Peter. If Peter said something wrong, if we were supposed to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Somebody should have said, Peter, hold on, man. You're messing up right now. Don't be telling these people that wrong stuff. You know what Jesus told But that's not what happened here. That's not what happened because they understood what the name was. Father's not a name. I got a father. Melvin's got a father. Which one of their names we going to baptize in? <laughs> which, which one? Uh, son is not a name. Which son? Melvin or Tony? We both sons. Which one of our names you going to baptize in? Holy Ghost. That's not a name. There's a bunch of ghosts out there. People, family members die. They say, I think I seen a ghost in the house. Casper the ghost. Which is <laughs> all kind of ghosts out there. The name is Jesus Christ. And it, they tell us plainly. They tell us plainly. And they said it more than one time. We can pick up the other places as well. So the point I'm trying to make here is... We see that you must. Now, Peter said it. Jesus said it first. These people continued in the teachings of Jesus. Jesus said, 
be born again of water spirit. Now look, they asked Peter, what do we need to do? And the rest of the apostles, they said, what do we need to do? They said, be born, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost. And another important thing I wanted to mention here. Hold on one second. Do you want go to ahead. go to Matthew 28, 19 and see why people do that? Cause nah, see, that, that's what because that's where they get yeah get it from in that scripture and then because a lot of people say well I want to go with the red letters over the black letters or <laughs> I can cover that too because the scripture says uh, in First uh, Timothy three and, three and yeah three sixteen he said all scripture is given by the inspiration of God yeah. all of the scripture uh, there's one place where Jesus was talking to his apostle he said he that heareth you heareth me and he that heareth me heareth him that sent me so if you listen to the words of the apostles you listen to the words of Jesus if you listen to what they said you listen to what Jesus said because Jesus never sat down and wrote this book Matthew wrote Matthew 28 19 Jesus didn't sit down and write the book of Acts Luke wrote the book of Acts Jesus didn't write anything in this book so I for the love of me, I cannot understand why somebody would say, I'm going to believe the red letters over any other letters in the book. <laughs> what? You, if you only believe one set of letters, because the scripture does not contradict, you might as well not believe any of the letters. The scripture does not contradict in any place. And if you can find a place in the Bible that contradicts, I'll stop believing in it. I will stop be believing in it. Because it's contradictory. Why would I believe something that has mistakes and that's flawed? People say, well, human error, all types of things. Pick up you a copy of the King James Bible. I guarantee you everything in it. Because that's when I, that's when I became a believer. I set out to find out if all these things in here were true. And I came out, yes, they were every single time. But, so... There's, there's one other thing I wanted to point out here because it is so popular today that people say baptism, it really doesn't mean anything. For one, when did Jesus ever tell us to do something that didn't mean anything? When did he, what in this Bible does it say you can do this if you like? It really doesn't mean much. Nothing in the book says that. But anyways, Read that again, Melvin. I want us to see what baptism is for. Because today, people say it's just for a confession of faith. It's just to tell people, hey, I'm saved. That's all it's for. But what did Peter say? Read what Peter said. I, I want to get what the disciples said. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Oh, so he said it's for the forgiveness of your sins. That's what Peter said baptism is for. But now, uh, John over here, uh, uh, I'll say Jerry, because I don't want you to think I'm talking about John from the scripture. Jerry over here says baptism is just to say to the world, hey, I'm a Christian. But what did Peter say? What, what did Peter say? It's for the remission of sins. Peter said it's for, I mean, no interpretation. Once again, I know people are going to fight it. But it's no interpretation here. It's plain English. Be baptized, everyone, not just some of y'all, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ 
for the forgiveness. That's all remission is. To have it forgiven. To have it washed away. For the forgiveness of sins. So where in the world did we come up with, oh, it just means you just telling the world that you're a Christian. What? That's not what it says. That's, that's not what it says. And so even if I believe that my entire life, are you going to reject the scripture now? Even if you believe that prior to now, because I've heard that. I, I have. Are you going to believe what you see Peter said? Because Peter, he was taught by Jesus. I just quoted the scripture. Jesus said, he that heareth you, he was talking to the 12 at the time. It's written in red. For those that only believe the red. He was talking to the 12. He said, he that heareth you, heareth me. So if you listen to what Peter said and the rest of the apostles, if you believe what they said, you believe the words of Jesus. In Mark 16 and 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He didn't say or. He, didn't, he did not say he that believeth or is baptized. He said he that believeth and. Like I said, it don't take interpretation for that. We all know and means they're together. It's a combination. Baptism is a part of your salvation. And if you don't do it, friend, it's not that you, it's not, you're not proving me wrong by saying you don't have to do it. You prove Jesus wrong. Jesus said, marvel not that I say, that's Jesus talking. He said, I say it unto you. You must do it. Now, that's Jesus. Now, people say the water ain't that important. Look, water makes up majority of everything out there. Yeah. They tell us the world is what? About 70% water? You are 70% water? Water is in everything. We cannot live without water. Take it back to the beginning of time when Moses was bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. They got to the water. Let, let's, let's get... Uh, actually, before I go there, since we're in this chapter... Uh, I want to go get some in First Peter, though. Uh, let's get, drop down to verse 41. Because we, we got to get back to the water. If we truly want to do what God said, we have to get back to the water in the name of Jesus Christ. If they baptize you in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you need to find somewhere else. You need, to, you need to question it because the scripture said Jesus Christ. Let's go to, uh, drop down to 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. See, some people are going to be glad to hear because, my, 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 it's a marvelous thing to obey God. When Jesus was baptized, we read it earlier, straightway he came up out of the water. But if you caught what God said, uh, a voice came from heaven and said, This is my beloved son, or thou art my beloved son, in thee. I'm well pleased. God was happy when Jesus got baptized because it meant something that pleased God. And I'm going to go show you water saves. Baptism saves. If you don't do it, you're going to have to answer to God, not to Tony. Because, friend, Tony is not the one that wrote this. Tony wants you to do it. But if you say, I don't have to do it, then by all means, friend, you don't have to do nothing you don't want to do. Because... I'm not God. So 
those that are going to gladly receive the word, those people, they got baptized. It said 3,000 people got baptized right there. 3,000. They took the water. Let's go, let's go to uh, 1 Peter. Uh, I think I want chapter 3. And it should be around 19 or 20. Uh, but what I was going to say earlier was even back in the beginning, you had the children of Israel, when they were trying to escape Pharaoh, notice they got to the water. They got to the Red Sea. They had nowhere to cross. They had to go through the water. That's when uh, Moses, he used the rod and he parted the sea. They walked through on dry ground. They went through water. That symbolized water baptism. That's all it symbolized, water baptism. They went through the water. Notice that water saved them because if you know the story, Pharaoh and his army, they got drowned. That same water that parted on both sides for the children of Israel, it came back together and it drowned the Egyptians. The water saved those people. The water saved God's children, even in that time. Now, we're going to read here, even look in the days of Noah. Water, once again. Now, Peter says this. Now, now <laughs> you get mad, get mad at the words of Peter. Peter said the water saves us. Read, read verse 20, Mel. 20 and 21. Which Just 20, I'm sorry. Which sometimes were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was, was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Many are called, few are chosen. Most people are not going to do this. So once again, I'm talking to those, really I'm talking to all, because God's word has to get out there whether you obey it or not. God's word needs to get out there. You must be baptized. You must be born again because Jesus said so. He said, look, you can even take it back to the days of Noah. Eight people. Noah, excuse me, Noah, his wife, their three children, and their three, uh, he had three sons and their three wives. That was the only eight people saved out of the whole world. And notice who it said, how, it's, how did it say they got saved? Eight souls were saved by water. Water again. The same water. Uh, they had to be obedient to God, obviously. Noah had to build the ark. So they built the ark, went inside the ark as God commanded. And as it began to rain, that same water that killed all the rest of the people in the world. We don't know how many people were in the world, but it was way more than eight. Mm -hmm. Eight people. Eight people were saved by water. You know why? Because the rest of those people didn't listen. The rest of them, Noah's out there preaching. He said, look, it's going to be this big rain. Everybody needs to come in this boat. These people said, man, that dude, he a fool. He crazy. What is he talking about? That's the same way y'all look at me today. They say, this guy's a fool. I don't have to get baptized. I don't, I don't need the water. That, that don't mean nothing. Water? That's just taking a bath. What? I don't need to take a bath. I do that anyways. I don't need some man to bath uh, to bath to bathe me. So 
even during that time, that same water that floated the ark and it saved Noah and his family, that same water that condemned the rest of humanity. Only eight people, let that sink in, eight people out of the entire human race at that time. Eight people. That's why the scripture said few were saved. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm reminded of a scripture. We might get it later. I'm reminded of a scripture in the book of Luke. Uh, the disciples, they asked them. They said, are there a few that be saved? Jesus said it's going to be, look, he said many are going to seek to enter, but shall not be able to. They're going to try to enter into his kingdom. They're going to try to get into heaven. They say, look, God, we done done all this stuff. He said they're going to try to enter, but they can't. Why? Because they didn't listen. They said, no, nah, I don't have to do it the way he said do it. I don't have to do it the way they did it in the scripture. I don't have to do it that way. It just don't take all that. They say it all the time. It don't take all that. That's not what Jesus said, though. Uh, read, read 21, Mel, if you mind. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Even here, he compares water to baptism. <laughs> this ain't no foreign thing. I don't have to make this stuff up. It's right here in your face. He said it's just like now even doth also now water baptism also saves us the water saved those people then and it's going to save us today and it's only going to save few because just like then most people not going to listen now don't don't get me don't get me wrong i'm not saying only eight people are going to be saved that's not what i'm saying right now but i'm saying a few because jesus said himself many are called few are chosen only a few are going to do this right only a few are going to take it seriously enough to look into it to see whether I'm saying something true or not because everything that I say is coming straight from the scripture he says here it's not the putting away of the filth of the flesh this ain't like taking a bath you don't, you don't get baptized using soap you don't use a towel to, <laughs> to clean yourself off this ain't getting, getting rid of your dirty flesh your filthy flesh that, that's not what this is about but the answer of a good conscience toward God. I, I brought it up earlier. You get in a good place with God when you get baptized. That's why he said water saves you. Because it changes your conscience with God. See, notice when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. Jesus was 30 years old. Scripture tells us he began to be 30 years of age. And we never have any document God never said he was pleased with Jesus. He never said that. You don't find that until Jesus went down to the river of Jordan. He got water and spirit. He got water baptized. He received the Holy Ghost. That's the first time you're going to see God say, this is my son and I'm pleased. God said he pleased. Ain't that what this scripture saying? It's the answer of a good conscience toward God. You become in a good place when you get water baptized in the name of Jesus and you also receive the Holy Ghost. So let's go back to the book of Acts. Um, let's go to the 10th chapter. 
think I want to get the 10th chapter. Let's go to the 10th chapter and we will start with 44 because I want to deal with the receiving of the Spirit. Uh, we're going to see water baptism in here as well, but I want to, I want to deal with the receiving of the Spirit for a while uh, because now there's a lot of confusion on that as well. And I remember when I first began studying intensely, uh, I remember I had heard people say that when you receive the Holy Ghost, you will speak in tongues. And I, I was confused. Uh, like I said, it happened to me. But the reason I do this, uh, as I already talked about on a previous video, it's because God called me to do this. I don't. I take this stuff so seriously. It's not a joke. It's not a game. Uh, whoever can mock or whoever can do whatever they want to do. But when I when I first got into this, I wanted to find out the foundations. What does it mean to be born again? How do I know I have the Spirit? And so people say. You don't have to speak in tongues. They say once you say Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, they say you already got it. They say it's already there. But now, we're going to see in the scripture, that's not what the scripture says. Because we just read in Acts chapter 2, when they received the Holy Ghost, they spoke in tongues. It said all of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. They all did it. Look at Acts chapter 10. Let's start with 44. Uh here we have Peter he's in the house of Gentiles which are just non-Jews and so God had to send him down there uh, because Peter wasn't going to do it being he was a Jew they didn't have any relation with each other Jews and Gentiles and so Peter is uh, talking to them at this moment he's standing there he's just preaching to them telling them about Jesus his life his death his resurrection so let, let's start with 44 while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. So, I want to clear this up, because there needs to be no misunderstanding the scripture. Uh, it is imperative that we get an understanding of the scripture. Uh, in the book of Proverbs, he said, get wisdom. Uh, and then he said, get understanding, because you need an understanding. Without an understanding, none of this matters. If I don't understand the scriptures, but I sit here and try to explain them, it doesn't make sense. So here it says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word. So Peter is sitting here talking, telling these people about the life of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Ghost falls on all of these people in this room. So if I'm sitting here talking, how would I know that someone in the room has received the Holy Ghost? So in 45, it says, and they of the circumcision. Now, the circumcision were Jews. They circumcised babies on the eighth day. So and they of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished. They were amazed as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the Jews, they got the Holy Ghost. We just read it in chapter 2. So they go down 
to people who they don't even think can be saved. They didn't even think the Gentiles could be saved. That's why they didn't want to go there in the first place. They didn't have nothing to do with the Gentiles. So they go down there. They're taught, Peter is just preaching to these people. He's just telling them about the life of Jesus. And while Peter is still talking, it says while Peter yet spake, he, he's still in the process of talking. These people that came with Peter, along with Peter himself, they noticed these people just received the Holy Ghost. Now, how in the world would we be able, how, excuse me, how, how would they be able to notice these people got the Holy Ghost? It's going to tell you plainly. Read verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. That's, that's plain as day. That's plain as day. For they heard them speak with tongues. It didn't say they heard one of them. <laughs> they heard them all speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost fell, verse 44, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. It didn't just say one person spoke in tongues. People try to say that today. Friends, let's understand the scriptures. They all spoke in tongues. So Jesus said you must be born again of water, spirit. That's two things. They just received the spirit here. And it was no argument there because they heard him speak in tongues. So I can't, if I hear you speak in tongues, I can't argue with that. I know God just gave you his spirit. What the next one, please, if you don't mind, Melvin. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Hold on. Jesus said in John chapter 3, we, we read it. I've been trying to emphasize it. He said, you must be born of water, spirit. These people got spirit. That's only one of the half. Uh, one of the whole, excuse me, that's half of it. They got spirit. The next question, <laughs> the next thing that Peter says, can any man forbid water? That's what we're doing every day. We're rejecting it. So can, can they forbid water? Can you stop them from getting baptized? No. Can the Jews stop them? Or could they stop themselves from getting baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Look at verse 48. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Tarry means just to wait. So they said, Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And so after he commanded them to be baptized, they said, hold on, stay here with us for a little while. We need, we need you to stay here and break this stuff down to us. We need to get baptized. So water spirit, these people were serious. These people were serious about their salvation. They needed water spirit. And today, my friends, it's no different. We need water and spirit if we want to be saved. Now, if you don't want to be saved, my friend, <laughs> there is no problem. I got no problem with you because I love you. I got no problem with you. You say, Tony, that's wrong. I got no problem with you because it's coming straight from the book. Will you reject it because mama said otherwise? Will you reject it because daddy said otherwise? Will you reject it because your friend said something else? Will you reject the words of God because your own preacher said something else? I've heard preachers say it. So, we see water and spirit. You must do both of them. Now let's go to uh, Acts the 19th chapter. And I didn't bring it up, but 
It says, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. <laughs> that ain't none but the name of Jesus. When you look back at uh, Acts the seventh chapter, or excuse me, I think it's the eighth chapter. I can't think. Uh, I can't quite put it together what chapter is in in my mind right now. It's the ninth chapter. Uh, if you go back to Acts the ninth chapter, Paul is headed down to Damascus. He's blinded. I heard one preacher said it was the, the greatest roadblock to ever hit anybody. He was blinded by a light, and he fell to his knees. He fell to the earth. And he said, uh, he heard a voice called down from heaven. He said, Saul, Saul. He was Saul before he became Paul. He said, Saul, Saul. Now, this is the voice coming from heaven. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Saul said, who art thou Lord, who art thou, Lord? He talked to him in the Hebrew tongue. And we know in the Hebrew tongue, he means Jehovah. Who art thou, Jehovah? The Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord said, now that's scripture. Go back and read it for yourself. And the Lord said, I am Jesus. The Lord said that. So there is no argument on what is the name of the Lord. The Lord's name is Jesus. Peter just told us. In Acts 2.38, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus. There's no argument on that, friends. Let's go to Acts chapter, uh, chapter 19. I don't see how anybody can argue with the scripture. I just don't understand it. Not if you preach it every day. How can you argue with the scripture? Let's uh, Acts, Acts chapter 19, and we're going to start at verse 1. So now we fast forward some time. We have Paul here talking to us in uh, chapter 19. We'll start with verse 1. Acts chapter 19 and verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Okay, so we have Paul. He came to Ephesus. Uh, that's where we get Ephesians from. So Acts is, Acts is where the church starts. Acts is where salvation is. So in order to get our salvation right, we need to go to the book of Acts. Not to the book of Ephesians, not to the book of Corinthians. Those were churches later established. They were established in Acts. So when we see those letters, they are written to people who are already saved. So I can't go to the book of Corinthians and try to tell you how I'm saved. I need to go to the book of Acts and show you where my salvation started. So anyways, Paul, Paul came to Ephesus and he found some disciples. Now we already know a disciple is a person who's already confessed that the Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Somebody already confessed that they believe in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross. We know that's a disciple. Mm -hmm. Let's read, uh, read verse 2 for me, Melvin. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Hold on. So, now this Paul now. That's Paul, the man that wrote majority of the New Testament. Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. He, he, he wrote majority of that. So, this man, Paul, he, he know he knew what he was doing. He went down there. He said, hey, have you been born again of water and spirit? The first question he asked him was spirit. He said, do y'all have the Holy Ghost? Yeah, I know y'all followers. I know y'all said, I believe in Jesus Christ. I know you're going to church. 
But Paul said, do you have the Holy Ghost? Now, today, if you ask someone this, they might get upset at you. What you mean, do I have the Holy Ghost? Yeah, I know the Holy Ghost lives inside of me. <laughs> Friend, we have, we have the wrong attitude about this. These men did not get upset with Paul asking They said the Holy Ghost, we ain't never heard of it. Now, if it happens the way people say it happened, Paul should have told them, hey, you already got it. He should have told them, you got the Holy Ghost already, you just don't know it. That's what he should have told them if it happens the way people claim it happened. But let's see what Paul said. In verse 3, Melvin, if you will. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Water, spirit. Water, spirit. Same two things. It's incredible how this Bible lines up. There is no contradiction in this book. Paul goes down there. People say, yea, we are followers of the Most High God. We, we believe in Jesus. He said unto them, because sure they've heard of Jesus because they were followers of John. John came here, John baptized Jesus. How could they not have heard of Jesus? So the Paul goes down there. He said, Have you received, have you been born of the Spirit? That's what he said to him, in other words. Have you been born of the Spirit? They said, No, nah, we ain't even never heard of it. What, what are you talking about? Notice he said, Well, have you been water baptized? Have you been born of the water then? Same two things. There is no contradiction from what Jesus said to what Peter said to what Philip said in chapter 8, which we'll get to in chapter 10. There's no contradiction. Every single time they find someone, they question if they've been born again. And that's what I'm questioning today, friends. Have you been born again? Are you going to line up with the scriptures? Are you going to follow what the scriptures said? Or are you going to follow what uh, Mount Zion Church said? Or are you going to follow what this church said or that church? I'm not concerned with the church. God is not concerned with your church. He's concerned with are you going to follow what the scriptures said? Because in one place, like I said earlier, the scriptures cannot be broken. You can disobey the scripture, but it ain't going to be broken. Is not going to be broken. What God said has to be fulfilled. So he asked them, have you at least been water baptized since you don't have the Holy Ghost? All right, so we got to work on that. Have you at least been water baptized? They said, we got water baptized by John. Read verse 4 for us, Melvin, if you will. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. So they found out they had to do it again. So if you questioning today, should I get rebaptized? Yes, if you have not done it the way we need to do it. And that is in the name of Jesus Christ. Excuse me. Uh, read verse 5 for me. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's plain as day. When they heard this, this man said you need to be rebaptized. I've talked to people and told them the exact same words, showed them in the scripture how people were baptized in the scripture. They get upset. <laughs> they get mad. I said, look, I'm not look, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the minister come from God. I'm doing the same work that Paul did. 
I'm doing the same work that Peter did. Paul was crucified, excuse me, not crucified, Paul was killed because he was doing this type of work. And that's the same, the same devil that was alive then is alive now. That's why so many people are going to be upset because the devil finds a way to fight any truth. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Paul said that in one place in Galatians. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Why would you get upset at me? This is so that we could all have right to the tree of life. I want us all to be saved. That's the reason I study so much. That's the reason I'm trying to bring this to your attention. So continue to ignore, but it's not me that you ignore. You ignore, you ignore God. These are the scriptures. So when they heard this, they got baptized in the name of Jesus. So they got water. So Jesus said, be born again of water and spirit. So now they need the spirit. Let's see what happens here. And then Paul had laid his hands upon them. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost Hello. came on them. And they spake <laughs> with tongues and prophesied. The Holy Ghost. Water, spirit. Water, spirit. Water, spirit. When Paul had laid his hands upon them, they prayed right here. They prayed and the Holy Ghost came on them. They prayed just like the apostles had been praying in Acts chapter 2. They did the same thing. They were praying. They pray so they can receive the Holy Ghost. Paul didn't shake the man's hand and say, friend, you already got, you got the Holy Ghost right there. He didn't say, repeat after me. They prayed. And those people spake in tongues the same exact thing that happened in Acts chapter 2. The same exact thing we just seen happen in Acts chapter 10. It continues to happen. It's the same thing. And friend, when I, it happens today. The same exact thing happens today. I had a, a, a younger high school guy. Uh, I had been talking with him, and we had read the scriptures, and he and, and he seen it because a lot of people reject it. A lot of people reject it because we don't want to get it right. We just want to believe what Mama said, what our family said, what the church we go to said, instead of believing the scriptures. So many people go to church, and I was one of them, and I, that's the reason I know it. I was one of them. We go to church and we don't even know what they talk about half of the time. We sit in there. We go there because the music sounds good. We said, man, that, what you like about them? They got a good choir. <laughs> man, they got somebody they know. Boy, she can play that guitar. <laughs> man, man, she can play that guitar. They have such a way with words. Like, <laughs> man, they choir sound good. But the word. When are we going to go for the word? That's how we receive eternal life. There's some things Jesus said we must do. Uh, John 3, 7, he said, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. And these apostles understood it. That's the reason they went to great lengths so that people would be filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. And... They went to great lengths to make sure people were water baptized. If it wasn't important, why would why would Paul baptize these people again? They all it told us in verse one they were disciples. In verse one, they already were disciples. So why on earth would he feel the need to baptize them in the name of the Lord Jesus? Because it's important, friends. It's imperative. You must do it. Because Paul knew 
these people are going to have to answer to God. And Paul was going to have to answer to God. So anybody can get upset with me. You don't have to do it. That's, that's your choice. That's what I mean. But I know it's important, and you must if you want to be saved. That, that, that's the scripture. That's the book. So he asked them these questions. They get uh, rebaptized, and then they receive the Holy Ghost, water, spirit. Let's go to Acts the 8th chapter and uh, try to save us a little time we'll start with verse 5 because for some of us it's going to take more than just seeing it one, two, and three times some of us is going to take a while to want to accept what the scriptures say let's look at Verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So Philip, he's a deacon. He went down to Samaria and he preached Christ. He preached the doctrine of Christ, how we should be saved. That's what he went down there to preach. Now, let's skip down to verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Hold. So, the scripture is going to answer all these questions. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ... They believed in the name of Jesus Christ. They believed that Jesus died for their sin. They believed that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. They believed all of that. That's what they believed. So they even went so far as to getting baptized. That's water. Jesus said, be born again of water and spirit. That's not spirit. And, and we're going to see it plainly because by some people's understanding of how you receive the Spirit, they would already have it. If what people say is true, these people already got it because they already were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They already confessed He's their Savior. So by some people's understanding, they already got it. But let's see, do they really have it? Uh, read, verse, read on down. Verse 13. 13? Yep. Oh, yeah, I just read it too. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So Simon, we didn't read it, but Simon was a guy that believed in sorcery and witchcraft. Uh, so he believed also, and he was baptized. So people believed. 14, please. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria, Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. So, <laughs> there it is again. So, these people believed Philip when he went down there and preached Christ. He taught them about Jesus. They said, we believe you, Philip. We believe what you're saying. They believed enough 
because Philip no doubt taught them the baptism in Jesus' name. Otherwise, why did they get baptized in that name? They believed in the baptism. They were baptized, 12 and 13. People got baptized. But notice in 14, we see the apostles. Now, when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria, so the people back at Jerusalem heard that these people in Samaria have received the word of God. They started listening to the things that Philip preached. They sent Peter and John. But look at why they sent those men who when they were come down, prayed. I just told us. I just, I just told everybody. You pray for the spirit. When they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the spirit. That's what they went down there for. So why is it today that people keep saying, I already got the Holy Ghost. I already, said, I already accepted him in my heart. I already been baptized. This is you. This is you right here. He said, these people believe, the scripture told us plainly, they believed and they got baptized. But yet, they still didn't have the second half, water, spirit. They still didn't have the spirit. So Peter and John, they went down there and prayed for them that they might receive it, so that they could receive it. Look at 16 for us, Mel. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hold on. So <laughs> God already knew that people were going to reject this. He already knew. He said it for you twice there, and you're still going to reject it. He said it for you twice. He said, for it yet he, talking about the Holy Ghost, he was falling upon none of them. They only were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They only got one half of the equation. Jesus said himself, you must be born again, water, spirit. These people only got water. Will you be one of them that only gets water? Or will you listen to the God, to God's call today? He said, He said, get water and spirit. You gotta do them both. You gotta do them both. I, I'm trying to plead with people day and night. You must do them both. So uh, 17 for us, Melvin. Then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. So they got the Holy Ghost. They got water and spirit. Water, spirit. And so these people were born again spiritually they went back to the water they went and got the Holy Spirit so that's that's what we wanted to discuss uh, being born again because few people few people I mean it's a sad thing but the scripture says few let's look at that right quick in Luke the 13th chapter Luke 13, and we'll look at verse 20. Look at verse 23. Then said one unto him, Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Hold on a second. They asked him plainly, Are there few that are going to actually be saved? Is it only going to be few people that make it to heaven? 
is it going to be few? Now, I quoted earlier, he said, many are called, but few are chosen. That's Jesus. He said, a few are going to be chosen. Few. We just read it in First uh, Peter 3 and what, 20, 21? He said, few were saved by water. Few. Same few keep popping up. It's only going to be a few because so many of us are going to reject it. We're going to look over and say, I'm good with God. I don't have nothing to worry about. We got to check our salvation. That's what I had to do. I had to go back and see if I were following the way God told me to follow. I can't just do anything and expect God to accept it. We found that out with Cain and Abel. True. We we found that out already. We can't just do something. God tell us to do something. We said we're going to do it any kind of way. It don't matter. Yeah, God loved me too much. He, he going to let me do anything. It don't matter how I do it. We say we don't. People say you don't have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It does not matter how you get baptized. We found that out with Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, they were to offer a sacrifice unto God. Cain brought some a sacrifice from the ground. He was a tiller of the ground. Uh, Abel, he brought his sacrifice. Uh, he brought an animal. And so Cain, uh, when, when, we, when they were to sacrifice something for God, or to God, excuse me, in the Old Testament, blood was required. God required blood. That's why we always notice people would sacrifice animals. A, a sheep, a goat, some kind of animal. So Cain brought a fruit. He brought something from the ground, a vegetable, whatever it was. He brought it from the ground. Abel, he brought an animal. He had a blood sacrifice. So God rejected Cain's sacrifice and he accepted Abel. Cain got so upset, he went and killed his own brother because he was upset that God didn't accept him. That's the same God we serve, friends. He is not going to allow you to do something that he told you how to do. We have to follow his word. We have this humongous book. My Bible is so thick. I got giant print. We have this huge book to follow in God's footsteps. Follow his instructions. That's all a follower is. Somebody that does what we see somebody else do. That's a follower. We say we follow Jesus. He told us how to do it, and we still don't do it the way he said do it. And say, well, he'll accept me. So in 23, in Luke 13 and 23, he asked them plainly. Uh, the disciples asked Jesus plainly. Then one said unto him, Lord, there we go again. We see the Lord. <laughs> the Lord is Jesus. That is his name. Are there few that be saved. Read verse 24 for us, Mel. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. There it is again. The few versus the many. The few versus the many. It's only a few of us that really want to do right, that really want to get right with God. It's only a few of us that are going to take it serious enough to do what he says. It's only a few of us that are going to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ Receive the Holy Ghost and continue on in the apostolic doctrine. It's only a few of us that are going to do these things. It's only a few. 
Jesus said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. Now, y'all can look up the word straight in your own time, but straight is a narrow passage of water. <laughs> look up the word straight in your own time. Enter in at the straight gate for many. Now, here we go talking about the many. Many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in. Now, there's going to be many people that are trying to get into heaven. You got people, they weren't concerned about heaven a day in their life. But as soon as you get to the funeral, everybody went to heaven. Everybody, Everybody's family member has put them into heaven. Jesus, now, now there's red letters written in blood. I didn't write this. Jesus, here we go again. He said, I, Jesus talked. I say unto you, many for many will seek to enter in. Many people are going to try to get into heaven. He said, many and shall not be able. Now, that's Jesus. That's not Tony. That, that's the reason I'm pleading with everyone today. Let's line up with the book. That's the only way we're going to be saved is if we line up with what Jesus said. Not what Tony said. Not what Melvin said. Neither one of our words mean anything. I mean, I mean nothing. Is only what Jesus said. And that's all the apostles wrote and taught us is what Jesus said. So he said many are going to try to enter. But it's only a few. It's only going to be a few. The same way it was in the days of Noah. Only few were saved. Because they were the only ones that listened to those crazy words. It seemed like it was so crazy at the time. They said, oh, man, it's going to be this great rain. The whole world is going to be covered. Now, there's scientific evidence of that. But for those people that just don't believe the Bible and will not believe the Bible, they said, no, nah, it ain't happening. But they got signs. We believe signs. But when we see that, we're still not going to believe it. They've been finding giants everywhere lately. Uh, well, not everywhere, but they found a giant. I can't recall where it was at. Um, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it because I had done research into that a long time ago. I already knew there were giants because it talks about it in, in uh, Genesis. And so, will you believe the scriptures? Will you believe? Because I want to be a part of the few that are going to be saved. Many are called, few are chosen. I want to be one of those chosen ones. One of those ones that hears, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I, I want to be chosen. And so that's that's what we want to talk about is being born again. And so I hope that I've said something to at least intrigue us to become curious about it. I hope I've said something, and I hope I've been plain enough, uh, but I could go on and on. <laughs> I could really go on and on for a very long time, uh, but uh, about the places where it says uh, faith alone is not enough. Hmm? About the, what about the places that says faith alone is not enough? Like what profits a man should he have only faith? And not oh, the word of James. Yep, we can cover that in James. Uh, let's see what because chapter. Because all is. of us can believe. And then the um, the other scripture that says, if you believe in one God, you're doing well. You're doing mm -hmm. well, but the devils also believe, and they trump. Yeah, 
The book of I James. think those are definitely good to cover. James chapter 2 and verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? So, James brings up the point of people today. A lot of people say, I have faith. A lot of people say, I have faith. I believe in Jesus. But we, won't, we don't have any actions. So he said, what doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he have faith and have not works. Because a lot of times people say you can't work for salvation. And I agree wholeheartedly. There is no amount of things I can do that God will say, oh, this man deserves to be saved. <laughs> like, I, there's no amount of things. I can't open enough doors for people for God to say, oh, yeah, he, he can be saved now. I mean, 90, I opened 99 doors and at door 100 that I open and hold open for somebody, God said, oh, now he's saved. That's not how it happens. But at the same time, we are, we are his workmanship called until good works. That's in the book of Ephesians. He ordained us to have good works. It doesn't mean enough for me to say, yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, I believe God. Yeah, I love God. But every day show that I don't. How can I say, yes, Melvin, I love you, but I sit here and I fight him. I sit here and I hit him. I sit here and I take a bat and hit him with how, how can I just how can I say after every hit, Melvin, I love you. I love you, Melvin. And just <laughs> beat a man to death. How can I my works, my actions are not showing that I genuinely love him. And so James is raising the same thing here. He said, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, God is love. He called us to love each other, and love is an action. Love is a work. Love is something you do. It's not enough to just say, I love you and never do nothing for me. They call those deadbeats. That's not love. Yep. They, that's not love. So... James said, if you got somebody you know, they, they got no clothes and they hungry, but you just tell them, look, go away, be filled, be warm. That's just talk. That's all that is, talk. James said, that's all it is when you keep saying you got faith but don't have no action. You say you got faith but won't even get baptized. You say you got faith but you won't go get the Holy Ghost. Knowing you have not spoken in tongues, but still reject the scripture. The scripture said you must be born again. That's the scripture. Jesus said it. Marvel not. Don't get surprised. Don't get upset. So James here, he said, look, if you got somebody, they don't have food, they don't have clothes, but you say you got faith, what does that mean? What does it profit? Keep reading for us, Neville. Read verse 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. It ain't nothing but talk. It's a waste of your time. It's dead. We know anything dead is not profitable. It, it does not even matter. It's, it's, it's dead. Nobody's afraid of a dead dog. It can be the biggest dog in the world. 
Nobody's afraid of a dead dog. It doesn't mean anything. You might jump if you walk in the room and didn't notice it was dead. But once you find out, <laughs> ain't nothing that dog can do to you. Uh, keep reading for it, man. Yea, man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. So, James said, If you come and talk to me and say, Man, I'm a follower of Jesus. I got faith. James said, I'll show you I'm a follower because I'm a live like it. But you, you just going to talk like it, but you're not going to live like it. But your talk is dead. That's all James is saying. It, your, your talk doesn't mean a single thing. Keep reading, Mel. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. You saying you believe that there is one God. You believe in Jesus. You're doing a great thing. Good for you. I mean, you, you're doing that. That is, that is a great thing. Because some people don't make even that confession. But James said you're still on the level with Satan himself. Because even the devils believe that it's a God. Even they believe that Jesus, I, I don't know, I can't remember where he was. Uh, but even the devil, he, he talked to a man, uh, the man that had the legion, the legion of devils inside of him. The devil talked through that man. The demons inside of that man, they said, what hath thou to do with us? Are you come to torment us before the time? They said, you coming to throw us in hell already? The devil talked to that man, and they believed. And they asked Jesus, when Jesus was going to cast them out, they said, hold on. It's some pigs over there. It's some swine. Let us be, let us be cast out into the swines. I'm glad I thought about it. Glory to God. Go back and read the story. They said, let us be cast into the swine, the pigs. Jesus granted them, the devils now, Jesus granted the devils their wish. He casted them into the pigs. And if anybody know what happens next in that story, the pigs ran off a cliff into the water. They drowned. Even the pigs had enough sense to go to the water. To get away from Satan, they, they had enough sense to go to the water. Even the pigs. Because the pigs wanted to be free of the devil too. So, James here, uh, he said, you saying that you believe, even the devil believes. Even the devil believes. That's why they killed Jesus. Because even the devil, he put it, remember, when Jesus was at the table, it said the devil entered into Judas's heart. It entered into his mind. And that's when Judas went to betray Jesus. That's the devil. The devil believes in Jesus. You got people running around saying they don't even believe in Jesus. Even the devil believes in Jesus. But that's what he wants. The devil wants you to say you don't believe in Jesus because you're going to find yourself on the wrong side of the book. It's coming a day. It is coming a day. And I thank God that I found him before it was too late. I thank God for that. Me too. <laughs> I thank God for that because the scriptures couldn't be more true. They couldn't be more true than what they are. So uh, keep reading for us, Mel, verse 20. 
But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? He said, ain't number talk. Vain man, you, you're doing stuff for nothing. We're going, <laughs> we're doing so much stuff for nothing. In the book of Matthew, uh, I think it's the 24th chapter. I can't, don't quote me on that because I can't quite recall. But he separated people on the left and the right hand. And the ones on the left, he cast them away into outer darkness. And he's told those people, they're going to say to him, look, we have done many great things in your name. We've done some good stuff saying we loved you. We built this nice building for you. We, we, we wore this nice chain for you. We did all kinds of stuff. I, I put it on the, my uh, tag on my car. I put a cross on it. <laughs> we did a lot of great stuff. Jesus still saying, you're a vain man. It, it was all for nothing because you did not live the life. You did not have the works, the actions that show that you love me. Keep reading, man. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son up upon the altar? Altar, Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? So he has to show us an example. He said, look, Abraham. Now we know God told Abraham to offer up his only son Isaac. Uh, they were about 90 to 100 years old. I can't even remember how old they were. <laughs> they didn't even believe I know people say, excuse me, I know people say, I don't believe somebody that's 100 years old can have a baby. They didn't believe it either. God had to make them a believer. But anyways, so God told Abraham to offer his son. That's a work. That's an action now because God always tells us to do an action. He always tells us to do a work. He told him to offer Isaac. Now, it wouldn't have been enough for Abraham to just say, hold on, God, I believe you. Why I got to do all that? I believe you, man. What do you want me to do that for? That would not have been enough. That would not have been enough. So Abraham get, and I'm sure a lot of us are aware of the story, but for those who are not, Abraham gets to the altar. He gets to the place uh a table, if I can say that. If I can use a table, I'll just use it as a table. He gets to the table, puts his son on it. He's about, he has the weapon in his hand. He's about to kill his own son. And the, now, he believed in God this much. He said if he, he thought that if he killed his son, God would raise him up again. That's what he believed. And so, God caught him while he had whatever weapon it was. I can't recall what kind of weapon it was, but he had the weapon in his hand about to kill his son. God stopped him right there. God stopped him. And so what that's showing us is his actions. Faith was mixed with his work. It wasn't just talk. It was mixed with actions. Keep reading, Melvin. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. It ain't just faith only. It's not just talk only, because it's easy for us to talk. People talk every day. People say stuff all the time, and their actions show otherwise. Their actions show otherwise. Keep reading, man. 
Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Rahab, she hid the messengers of the children of Israel when, um, I, and I can't quite recall the entire story, but the children of Israel, they were looking at this land. I, I can't even remember what the land was, but they asked her to be hidden and she did it. She didn't just talk. She did it. She performed an action. So that's why I said she hid. Let, let's look at, I want to look at Hebrews 11, the faith chapter. Let's look at Hebrews 11. By faith are you saved through grace. 11 and verse 1. Uh, 11 and, we'll start at verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it. He being dead, yet speaketh. Here we go again. Faith. By faith. See, faith causes actions. He that believeth, he that haveth faith, and is baptized. Baptism is an action. Being born again is an action. Abel had faith, so he offered a, a better sacrifice unto God, more excellent sacrifice unto God. The sacrifice he offered was what God told him to do. Cain, he did not. So we talked about that earlier. Cain killed his brother. That's, uh, that's the dead that he's talking about there. Uh, keep reading, Mel. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He had faith. Keep going, Mel. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that did diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Faith. By faith. Peter talked about this um, in the book of Peter. By faith. Noah, he did something. He prepared the ark. Notice there's verbs in all this. Now, I'm sure we know what a verb is. We know what a verb is. Their faith, their belief caused actions. But today, our faith today does not cause any actions. We say we don't have to do anything. But we already, we already went over that. In Acts uh, 2.37, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter told them, do something. You have to be born again. Repent, get the Holy Ghost, get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins. He said that you have to do something. So faith without works, without doing something is dead. It, it does not mean anything. So look down, look down, uh, Look down at 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's faith. 
because he believed God. He said, I'm not going to be associated with that because I know that is not of God. Faith caused actions. Keep reading. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. By faith, he chose to give up the same lifestyle as the Egyptians lived. He said, no, I'm going to suffer with God's people right now because I know in the end I'm going to be the uh, I'm going to be victorious because God is victorious. And through him, I am victorious by faith. Faith caused all these people throughout the Old Testament to do something. So how can we come into this time and not do anything and say we have faith? How can we get here? Keep reading, Melvin, please. Esteeming the reproach of, G of Christ greater riches than the treasure, treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeming him who is invisible. By faith he did this. By faith he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. By faith he had more trust in God than he had uh, fear of the king, Pharaoh. He had faith. And you know that's faith. Because if he's just like the president today, if he told you, well, it's slightly different, but if he told people to do something, everybody's listening. Whatever the president says, whether you like him or not, I'm not even trying to discuss whether you like him or not, whatever the president says, people are going to listen. It's going to be live streams everywhere. It was no different than the king during that time, Pharaoh. Whatever he said, he could tell. <laughs> he didn't have to worry about the law because he was the law. He'd tell them, look, kill Moses right here. That's what they were going to try to do. But it wasn't in God's will for Moses to die early. But I'm just using an example there. Whatever the king said was going to go. He didn't have to answer to anybody. So by faith, Moses, he withstood that man. He withstood Pharaoh. He withstood all the Egyptians because he had God with him. That's the invisible one. God, the spirit of God, because a spirit is invisible. You can't see a spirit. Uh, better to obey God than man. Uh, 28 mil. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Least he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Through faith. He kept the Passover. Now, that was God. God told them to keep the Passover. He told them uh, to kill a lamb, a spotless lamb, the best lamb they could find. He told them to uh, do it in haste. Don't take their time. He told them to put the blood of the lamb. He told them to cook it. Uh, he told them not to boil it. He told them to burn it with fire. Put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost and on the two sides. So, God was going to pass through that night. Uh, the death angel was going to pass through that night, and he was going to kill every firstborn son. By faith, Moses obeyed him. Now, we can look at that today and say, why in the world would I put some blood over the door? That, that, that's crazy. That's the same way people look at baptism. They say, that's crazy. I'm not doing it. You, I got to speak in tongues. <laughs> Somebody I was talking to, a guy, he said, uh, he said, speaking in tongues, why would I want to speak that gibberish? I said, okay, Fred, <laughs> you reject it because you do not understand it. 
you, you're rejecting it because you don't understand the power of God. Uh, one place, Jesus was talking to the Sadducees. He said, "Ye do error, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God." The Spirit gave them utterance. Said Acts uh, chapter two, the Spirit gave them that ability to speak in that language. So if you reject that, it's because you do not understand the power of God. That's a harsh thing to reject the very God that's giving you breath. That's that's called being antichrist. That's just against the words of Christ. Jesus said in one place, these signs shall follow them that believe. I think it's Mark 16, 17. They shall speak with new tongues. Jesus said it. Yeah, my cousin, he said Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, let's check that out. Proverbs 3. Oh, yeah. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct my paths. Yes, sir. Thy paths. Yes, sir. We must trust in the Lord, because our ways are not his ways, neither are our thoughts his, his thoughts. thoughts. So a lot of times people read the scripture, and we come to our own understanding, and we say, well, that's what it means, because this is what... I believe this is what Tony believed this is what Melvin believes so we say that that's exactly what it means let's let's look at uh I want to get something else right quick uh, the book of Ephesians let's get Ephesians 4 and 5 you can go ahead Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 5 one Lord one faith one baptism. I'm sorry. Go go to go to verse four. Ephesians four and four. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. There's one body. That's the body of Christ. There's one spirit. The spirit of God. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Whatever you want to call it. The ghost of Jesus. Whatever you like to call it. It's one. Hero Israel. Deuteronomy six four. Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one. He's only one. In the book of First uh, John five and I think five. Uh, there are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word, and the uh, Holy Ghost. These three are one. are one. It's only one. Ephesians 4 and 5. Read, read 5 for us, Mel. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's only one. It's only one. There's one Lord. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one. It's only one Lord. That's what the Jews were taught. From the beginning of time, it's only one God. It's only one faith. Now, people say, you got your faith, and I got my faith. Tony got a faith. Melvin got a faith. Every viewer out there got a faith. Everybody that ain't viewing, they got their own faith. They said, we got our own belief. Friend, <laughs> my friend, my sister, my brother, there's only one way that we have to believe. I didn't write this. The scripture said there's one faith. It's only one way to do stuff. Jesus said, I am the way. He showed us what the way was. He told us what the way was. All that Jesus began to both do and teach. Acts 1 and 1. He did it and he taught it. I, I, we covered that earlier. He went down to the uh, Jordan River. He was baptized and then he taught us about it. 
He was filled with the Holy Ghost, and then he taught us about it. So on this beautiful Valentine's night, will you do the same things that Jesus told us to do? It's only one faith. Now, we can go to our various churches and be divided. That's all it does is bring division. You got people won't even go to a different church because they say, oh, that's not my denomination because <laughs> they got their own faith. Will you believe the one faith, though? It's only one way to baptize. The scripture says it. We read it many times. Only one way to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It's only one way the apostles did it. Will you follow their footsteps? Father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. Neither one of them. Will you do what they did in the scripture? There's only one way. So that that's really what I wanted to uh, discuss because, like I said, I can I can go on about this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can go on about this for a very long time. It's just so much stuff to cover. Like is incredible. Is insane. I can go on for a very long time about this. I'm almost tempted to get the book of. The book of what? First uh, John. First John what? <laughs> five and uh, five. What I quoted earlier, just so people can read it. Let, let, let's look at. Let's look at verse four. Let's look at verse three. So First John chapter five. Let's just start at the first verse. Might as well start at the first <laughs> verse. All right, First John chapter five and verse one: Whosoever believeth that Jesus, that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Now, this is the love of God when you keep His commandments. Jesus said, if you keep his word, if you keep the words of the apostles, you keep the words of Jesus. And Jesus said, if you keep his words, you keep God's words. So this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not hard. Jesus said, be born again. It's not hard. To get water baptized is not hard. To receive the Holy Ghost is not hard. I had a friend, I don't even know if I finished telling that story. I had a friend, a high school guy. He wanted to receive the Holy Ghost. And the devil tried to stop it because when he was, we, were, we made a time to actually pray for him to receive it. When we had decided to pray, like I said, he was in high school. His dad said, no. No, you. That's you. weird. <laughs> his dad said, "No, that's weird." He told his dad, "He said well, I'm gonna go pray with one of my friends." His dad said, "Man, that, that's strange. That, that ain't. No, nah, nah, you're not doing that." <laughs> so he turned around, asked his dad. He said, "Well, can I go play basketball?" His dad said, "Yeah, no question. No questions asked." His dad said, "Yeah, that's fine." So we said, "All right, we'll pray in the car." Before we go inside to play basketball, we got there. 
this man, we prayed for all of probably 10, 15 seconds. This man was speaking in tongues in my car. It can happen anywhere. It, it does not matter. If you want it, if you truly desire it, God will give it. But if you reject it and say, I don't have to do it, it's not real, so be it. God's not going to give it to you. But God is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. We just read it earlier. He will give it because his scripture declares it. Uh, Acts 2.39. Uh, For this promise is unto you. Mm-hmm. And it, your children and your children's children and whosoever all the far off. Mm-hmm. This promise is unto to everybody. Everybody can get the Holy Ghost. He's calling many. Because, he wants all of us. Because a lot of people will say, oh, they, that's just something they did in the time back then. Mm-hmm. But we see Acts 2.39, it says it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I go there. For the promise is unto you. So right after they got baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of the sins, in verse 39 it says, For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So it's even for us today. People are steady getting baptized. Like Tony baptized somebody, was it about a month ago? Yep. I'm not sure. But you don't you don't have to wait and get baptized. Like, oh, I'm gonna schedule this baptism for Two weeks later at this church, this Sunday, I'm going to get baptized. You don't have to wait. In one place in X, it said this man preached unto him Jesus. And literally, the next verse said, I'm paraphrasing here, but the next verse said, What doth hinder me to be baptized? Yeah, See, some, here is water. Yeah, and paraphrase, he was like, man, it's some water right here. Mm-hmm. Right here. Why? What's stopping me from getting baptized? That man was serious. And like Tony was saying to me, like the reason why I like that verse and why he likes it, it doesn't say anything else all it says was he preached unto him jesus and the very next verse some water right here i want to get baptized right here because that's how serious he is he understood the severity of it and that's the same seriousness we have to have for him today Mm -hmm. like we don't have the way we can get baptized like right now like whenever because that's just how serious it is Mm -hmm. and it's definitely for us today rather we want to accept it or not that that's the word of god definitely because we we cannot have Jesus without having the baptism mm-hmm. no matter how many times people try to fight it yeah. I get people to see it all the time and they just like man I just don't believe it I don't see it and that's only our job is to tell people because we can't make you believe it we can only tell you that's all we're here to do to tell you we hope hopefully we can help you see it but it's gonna it's gonna take God to open your eyes and be able to understand it mm-hmm. and for that to happen you actually have to want to understand it mm-hmm I just wanted to add that right He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You got to do them both, friends. You got to do them both. Let's let's get, let's go back to 1 John 4 and 4. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I'm not going to try not to go. Man, I took us all off. (laughs) It's all right. No problem with that. Yeah. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than Hold on, he that is chapter 5. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. All right. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Mm-hmm. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Who is he that overcometh the world? 
he just said it for whatsoever is born of God overcome the world he told us how to be born again you can overcome the world when you're born again water baptized filled with the Holy Ghost you can overcome the world now that's not where it stops but that's where it begins uh, verse 6 Mel. This is, this is he that came by water and blood even Jesus Christ not by water only but by water and blood and it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth now I'm not even going there's <laughs> so much I can say about this verse but I'm not even going to get that deep into this verse but notice this is he that came by water and blood if you want to overcome friends you got to come by the water you have to come by the water water and blood you have to do it so that that's what i wanted to leave us with we have to be born again we have to be water baptized filled with the holy ghost and we went so many different places uh, but i pray that we've said something that will just light a fire in someone to be serious about their salvation, to light a fire in someone to want to check and see, because you, you, you better check and see if your salvation is right, because everybody goes to a church, parents go there, brother go there, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, teacher, famous people. God ain't looking at none of that. God has no respect of persons. He does not care if your mom and daddy go there. If it's wrong, God wants you to get it right. So that's what we're hoping that people will do is to check their salvation, to check and see if their salvation lines up with the book of Acts. And like I said, it doesn't just start there, uh, or excuse me, it doesn't stop there. It only begins there because there's so much more we can add to that. Oh, yeah. But Melvin, I'll let you take us out of here. <laughs> well, like Tony was saying, we – I know we went a lot of different places. It might be hard to keep track of all the things. So we just want to encourage you guys to get a physical Bible or a Bible on a different device and follow along with us. Highlight these verses, write them down, do whatever you have to do. Just make sure you go back and look at them. Because mm -hmm. as I always say, we don't want you to just take our word for it because mm -hmm. our word definitely, definitely meaningless if, if it's wrong. Make sure what we're saying is backed up by the word of God because like Tony saying it's only or like the word says it's only one faith one Lord and one baptism mm -hmm. it's only one belief that's right mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what I believe doesn't matter what Tony believes my mom dad anybody what matters is what God says is right and a lot of people focus on when it's time to turn to God they look at what they have to lose instead of what they have to gain because Jesus said there are many mansions in my father's house, there are many mansions, and it could all be ours if we just do what Jesus said. If we seek him, and because in one place it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If we do what he said, then all of that is for us. Mm -hmm. We just have to do what he says. Believing is not enough. It take, has to take actions. Another thing that Tony said, if all we have to do is believe, why do we have this gigantic Bible of instructions to follow? If all we had to do is believe, all we needed was one page that says believe. That's it. <laughs> Be so easy. Why? And, and what he's saying is not hard. 
I, I to this day I don't get why people get so upset at the fact that you have to be baptized the or you devil. have to speak in tongue one time to to show that you have the the Holy Spirit. The devil. <laughs> like what? Because and we really can't blame people for not knowing. Like mm-hmm. we saw in Acts chapter was it nineteen or was it ten? Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Nineteen. Where um Paul asks, "Have you guys received the Holy Ghost since y'all believe?" Like hey. Y'all believe that there is one God. Y'all believe what's the famous saying that Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. We know that y'all believe that, but have you received the Holy Ghost since y'all believe? We know y'all believe, but that's not enough. Have y'all received the Holy Ghost? And they said we haven't even heard what Holy Ghost. So that's just the same thing today when we're asking people, have you guys received the Holy Ghost? And be like, man, I haven't even heard. Well, people have heard of the Holy Ghost, but it was like, man, I didn't know we had to receive it. I haven't heard about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We can't blame y'all because it's not being taught. The devil has so many people blinded. The majority of this world is blinded. In one place, it says the devil is God of this world. A lot of people didn't know that. I asked somebody that a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago. I asked them, did you know that the devil is God of this world? And they said, no. Just like that verse I accidentally read in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He that is in the world is talking about the devil because the devil is the God of this world mm-hmm. and deceives so many. Like we get a blessing and we will think it's from God when it's totally from the devil. Like we go out there and sin. And we get a lot of money, and then we're thanking God for it. A blessing cannot res- come as a result of sin. That's how easily the devil has us so confused because we don't know the word of God. You err because you don't know the scripture. You're in error. You definitely need to know the scripture. And we have to be doers of the word and not hearers only. It's definitely more than just a public confession. Jesus never told us to do anything for show. Like today, people think baptism is just a public show of their newfound life in Christ. Like, everybody, look at me. Jesus never said that. Never said, but we just read in Acts 2.38 what baptism is for. It's for the remission of sins. In another place, it says not many people are going to enter into heaven. I know people have heard the saying, staircase to heaven and highway to hell. Why? Because most people go to hell. And I know that sounds harsh, but these are the words of God. We definitely have to follow them. Mm-hmm. If you want to be saved, those who believe and are baptized and are baptized shall be saved. But I mean, that's really all I had to add. So really appreciate you guys for Thank taking y'all. the time out today to listen. Thank you. Um, this is definitely our longest live stream. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it just takes that. And, like I said, we could go on for five, seven, eight, nine hours just on baptism alone. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of other places in the Bible we could cover. But we want you guys to cover that. And and definitely one other thing. Um, whoever just listens to anything that we say, we we encourage you to please, 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 ask questions please because it's all about you guys gaining an understanding uh, we don't sit here and just read for ourselves we can do that at home we can do that in our own privacy please ask questions please um, if anything isn't clear or even if you feel like something is wrong 
say, hey, wh what about this scripture? What, what about what it says here? Definitely, we can, we can tackle those questions. Um, I would love to um, because nine times out of ten, I've probably already looked into it myself because I, too, have had these questions. So definitely, I wanted to just mention that also. But if that be it, then thank you guys again for watching. Like, I cannot tell you how much it means to me when somebody actually wants to sit down and look at the Word of God. Like, my whole mindset. I know I'm just rambling on again. Like, my whole mindset has changed ever since I've gotten serious, like, really serious about the Bible. Like, the things that used to excite me. I could not care less about Same it. Like, here, man. I, but what excites me is Same when people want to sit down and look at scripture, I cannot explain the joy that I get. Like, it's a man, whole new world. Your mind gets open and you start seeing things about people new world. and about the world that you never even thought of. I'm like, man, it describes it right here in this Bible. Like James, I like the book of James because he get on people. He tell them like, man, look, this is what you're doing and this is why it's wrong. How can you say you have faith in somebody when, when they're naked and when they're hungry? But you don't give them anything. You just say, go on now. I got faith in you. Like, And a lot of people will get mad at that. But just like our parents got on us, that's because they love us. Mm -hmm. And I'm very thankful for my parents. They have corrected me many times in many ways. <laughs> and I really appreciate it. But that's the same thing when Jesus says um, different things to us to get us on track. Mm -hmm. One, he called people hypocrites. He says in Revelation, he says, I would rather you be hot or cold and not lukewarm. You can't be straddling the fence like a lot of people go to church on Sunday and then for the other six days, they live their life however they want to, and then they go right back to Sunday. Like, God doesn't want And these. say we can take the communion and all my sins are washed away. God doesn't want people Lord. to be straddling the fence like that. It's like if I had if I had a wife and she came to me one one you know, one day say, Oh, I love you, I love you, and then for two or three days she's all up on another guy. And then come back and say, oh, I love you, I love you, I'm all about you. And then do the same thing again. Go on to these other guys and say, I'm not going to accept that. And Jesus is not either. We cannot live for Christ only on Sundays, only on Wednesday Bible study. Mm -hmm. It has to be a full-time commitment. And I'm just a messenger. Jesus is saying all these things. Revelation 3.16, if you want to go look it up. That's exactly where it is. But... I could keep going on, but I'm I'm not. I'm save it for next Thursday. But last note for real, we've been testing out a lot of different software. Um, sorry if the video is kind of blurry. We're just trying to step it up, be a little bit more professional, video wise and sound wise. We got a new mic. Hello. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't really know how that sound. But hopefully, we don't sound like robots like we did last week. Nobody said we sounded like robots last week. <laughs> But um, yeah, I wish somebody would have mentioned that. <laughs> but again, for the final time, thank you, thank you, thank you so much you for guys. everybody who's listened and kept and stayed with us all all through this time. Like, where is that? It's two hours and thirteen minutes now, and I'm just going to end it right there. I hope everybody has a blessed rest of the day. Good weekend, a blessed weekend, and Senia, appreciate it, man. Sounds awesome and look great. Looks great. I appreciate it. Thanks for, Thank you for watching. Thanks for interacting Aza. with us. Aza. <laughs> Thanks for act interacting with us. All right, we're going to go and cut it off right there. Appreciate it. See